Buck Rising joins us now on 3HL. Buck, what's up? How are you? Hello, friends. The Buck. Let, let's start with Julio Jones. Tony was talking uh, about Julio. Is playoff Julio going to be different than regular season Julio? Uh, no, probably not. But I think <clears> that, you know, I think that there are, if there's something that he can still give you, it just has to be functional. And the offense has shown that even if it's just a functional version of whatever Julio Jones is right now, that that's enough to free things up for other players to make plays around the field, all over the field. So I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to – I think people just need to reset their expectations with Julio at this point because that seems to be the most rational approach. And then whatever you get outside of that, anything more that you get, then you exceed your expectations and then you can feel much better about the Julio Jones experience. At Buck Rising on Twitter, I, I heard you talking about this. I loved it uh, on your show today. You were talking about how uh, – I guess you were with A.J. Brown in the tunnel, and, and he was talking about uh, Ryan Tannehill, who I always call as a robot. Robot Ryan Tannehill. Everybody loves their favorite robot. I get it. But in this case, A.J. said – he went in the huddle in the second half and said, let's put it on him. I love that. You, you know what? Well, I do too, especially because I'm dying to know what he said in the huddle. I wouldn't know what exactly he said in the huddle. But, you know, listen, Tannehill, the, the, I think the most frustrating thing for me about Ryan Tannehill is the fact that I know he's so good unless he's in front of us. <laughs> the quote. He's very, very – and listen, Miami media took that dude for a ride for seven years. I don't blame him for being this intentionally uninteresting the way that he is. Um, but, you know, he's shown moments that he has this tremendous personality and he's got a great sense of humor, I hear, but we don't necessarily get to see it a whole lot. And, yeah, so I think for, you know, to act like a pro throughout the course of the week and then in the last drive to want to stick it to him and twist the knife a little bit, I think, you know, I, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that, is the kind of, that is the kind of sadisticness that I respect. What do you think about this group? You know, a lot of people make, uh, you know, get get fed up with the lack of national attention, all those things. And, and Dawn typically doesn't, but she is now. Um, because and I, and I agree with her from a news standpoint. Like, if you're looking for some of the better stories that are out there, it's hard to find a better story than this Tennessee Titans group having gone through the situation that they've gone through, the many injuries, the 88 players, all of those things, and here they sit one week away from the number one seed in the AFC, I think it's a tremendous story. You've been around that locker room all season long. What is it about that culture? Well, that's a really good question because it's, it's, I mean, it really had a, an emotional effect on players yesterday. Yeah. Because this been this has been hugely difficult and you know I, I the best sample size because you said locker room and it, it gave me uh, it made me upset a little bit because I haven't been able to be physically in a <laughs> locker room in two years in it and you know these guys so much less than you used to I don't I don't have a sense for how the how the last two rookie classes are or the guys who were brought in free agency other than the super super sanitized, uh, no pun intended, media setting that we have. And frankly, we're one of the only media cores that hasn't been sent back virtually in the NFL right now. So people are going back to Zoom and further uh, distancing the, 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 you know, the ability to know the players between media. So I think that what Mike Frabel has done 
they clearly respect the way that he will tell them, and he's been correct about this each and every time. Do not worry about the doubt that people are putting in front of you. If you trust us, we will put you in a position to succeed. And to his credit, even every game but Arizona, where they, I mean, they just got the doors blown off them against Arizona. I don't think there's any way to kind of diagnose that other than week one weirdness. And, yeah, they got their asses kicked. But every other game outside of that, it's clear and obvious that they have had a plan, a path, to victory. And when they go, when they have these, you know, disastrous moments as far as not one or two turnovers, but three or four or even five in the case of the last Houston Texans game, there has been a plan to win those games. And you can see that materialize until the turnovers kind of blow that up. So they trust him. They just, they just trust him that he has their best interests in mind and that he and the coaching staff are going to make sure that they have the best ability to succeed as long as they follow the plan that's put in place. And it's worked um, swimmingly. He's the, he's the second most, by win percentage, he's the second most successful coach in the history of the franchise. And he's done that in a sample size that's 48 games bigger than my guy Lou Remkis, I think is how I pronounce his name, from 1960 to 1961. He only lasted 20 games in the head, in the head coaching gig. He's the first coach in the history of the franchise. Mike has done it by, I mean, you talk about cliches and buying in. They just believe in him and what he's going to be able to help them do to put them in the best position to succeed. And I will remind everybody listening that that's the exact job that he was chosen for when he was hired to replace Mike Malarkey. And it looked like this thing was going to kind of stall out around nine and seven every year, and John Robinson felt that they could do more. This is the more. I mean, he was fired coming off a playoff run, which is uh, – he was hired coming off a playoff run, which is even more amazing uh, with regard to that deal. At Buck Rising on Twitter, Buck Rising, you can hear him uh, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone weekdays. Uh, Buck, turning toward um, the Derrick Henry situation, Mike Vrabel obviously saying today that the team has discussed – Opening the practice window for Derrick Henry, they'll make a decision midweek is the anticipation there. And and, in terms of anticipation, our anticipation has to be that that practice window will be made open for Derrick Henry this week, don't you think? Uh, All signs point in that direction, whether uh, it's been the way that, you know, he's been out of the boot for a couple of weeks now, and he's been around the facility pretty consistently. I know, like, I know the Titans media, like in-house media, has done some stuff with him. But it's never been, you know, about the injury. It's been about, you know, what he's doing for people in the community and, and things of that nature, which is, of course, lovely. But at this point, I don't think I want to hear him talk about the foot. Um, I think that with, you know, what you saw from uh, Clay Travis this weekend and from Diana Rossini, uh, he has been able to continue to make progress on that sounds like he's been doing a lot more as far as the conditioning element of this uh, rehab process is concerned and that if they have the opportunity to give him a full week of work and make a decision on him that that decision would make him available in the final week of the regular season you know what's interesting about that too with uh obviously the emergence of Deontay Foreman who uh, I think is still looking for Dolphins players like he's out at Green Hills Mall right now looking for Dolphins players. Like if you're wearing Dolphins gear and you're out and about in Nashville, look the hell out for Deontay Foreman because he's going to plant you. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that's where you could possibly potentially take that slow roll ap- approach with Derrick Henry because you're really not changing anything. Uh, obviously, the skill set is 
maybe Hall of Fame elite with one guy. Uh, but uh, Deontay Foreman has proven that he can get the job done over the course of the last four or five weeks. And, and so maybe in terms of game planning, you don't really have to change anything. So you can literally see if Derek's got something or get knocked the rust off, whatever you want to say about, about Sunday. Yeah, well, and because, you know, I know Slay has, has talked about this before with, with the Jones fracture surgery, and, and, you know, I don't know. None of us are medical professionals, obviously. We can only speak to people who have experienced this. <laughs> I am a uh, Thames book. Do you think people were really thinking we might be medical professionals? Like, did you really have to make that point? Ah, uh, listen, I would say to you that there are a lot of people who we love and, of course, who we respect that need to take things less seriously or less literally and or really need to consider the sources that they're consuming things respectfully. Definitely. But you, you, you know, I, I, okay, I'm sorry, but no, you go, but thank you. You know, I, when I was younger and I was thinking of like, you had to be, have a nickname to be a really good player and I was going to give myself Dr. Slay. So <laughs> when you were a kid, you're going to be Dr. Slay. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, that, that's what you, that's what you told him to go with Dawn. That's what you wanted. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a doctor. 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 I'm a <laughs> he sure did. Old, old Dick Rising is out here roaming the uh, roaming the uh, the God knows where. I don't know where old Dick Rising is right now, but he's doing it Dick Rising's way. Oh, I can't do it. What was the original question? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, how we're out of time anyway. Buck Rising to Tennessee, Buck Rising to Tennessee Vols, so that because you took Slay away and you oh, cost yeah. him the game. Yeah, you come over to our seats at the Tennessee oh, Purdue yeah. game. Tennessee's in complete control of the game. You take Slay away, and Purdue scores the next 16 points. <laughs> no, we were on the field for all of that. We were having people demanding that we went back to the field because as soon as we left the field, they imploded. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was right. a long walk. Put this on me, Ricky Bobby. I'll put it on whoever. I'll I'll put whatever I want on you. Mark's paying real estate. I don't know where we're going, but we're going here. Buddy Ellie Carpet One presents Buck Rising on 3 Don't you put that on him. They sure do. You know what I want to put on? In fact, I have it on right now. I got my Buddy Allen Carpet One hoodie on. It's soft. Not only do they have the most comfortable hoodies, they will put you in the best position as far as your home renovations are concerned with your full-service flooring needs. You want carpet? They got it. You want hardwood? They got it. You want fake hardwood? They got it, too. They'll get you the exact flooring surface that you need to fit your family's needs and your home. BuddyAllenCarpet1.com is where you go. Jenna, Zach, they're the best family-owned business. They've been doing it for a while, and they make, of course, uh, my visits with our friends at 3HL Possible. We're very grateful for BuddyAllenCarpet1.com. Thank you, bud. Good stuff. We'll be listening tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> All right.